say um, good evening to to everyone and acknowledge the co-pastors, uh, Sister and Dr. Uh, Reverend and Dr. Hashman and Johnson. I count it a, a privilege to be asked to to share with you uh, on this evening. I also always find it interesting when I'm asked to, to give a bio because uh, I'm really just a guy from around the block, across the bridge, from Gilpin Court. Okay, that, that, that's who I really am and, and somebody dressed me up in a suit and, and uh, you know the old story, a pig in a suit. So I'm still the guy just from around the corner across um, the bridge, and and since I know we're supposed to eat at 6:30, I've been <laughs> I, I've, I've been coming here enough to to know the rhythm of this place. I'm gonna um, try to do what you know. I'm a Baptist preacher, so um, y'all gonna have to work with me. Don't don't be looking at the clock. <laughs> So let, let me just share a thought that's been, been given to me. Um, and I want to thank Richard for reading the scripture. So the, rich, the, the scripture have been, been read in your hearings out of Hebrews chapter 12. And, and so a thought that I would like to share with you is uh, standing on a firm foundation. Uh, we've heard time after time that we are always standing on the shoulders of those that ran before us. I remember about 25 years ago, there was a gathering of clergy who had assembled in a local church to discuss the work of racial reconciliation in Metro Richmond. In that room were new leaders or a new wave of leaders in our community. There were a lot of philosophies on how to do this work. There were a few that had done some research in the field. Uh, and to be honest, there were some that was there just wanting to get that two cents worth in. All the while, there was an older gentleman that sat quietly in the room. Getting a little tired of the conversation that was going on, I politely, and to be honest, maybe not so politely, <laughs> um, introduce the group to Dr. B.S. Giles. I never forget the expression on his face and the body language that he expressed, which suggested how soon we forget. Dr. Giles, along with Dr. Robert Taylor, Dr. Dumbalis, Bishop Sullivan, Pope Gregory, Dr. E.D. McCrary, and others were the ones that laid the foundation for this work in the early 1960s. Not just in Metro Richmond, but nationally. They were black and white. They were Baptists 
Methodists, Greek Orthodox, Episcopalians, and Catholics. They were the ones that the researchers researched and they were in the room and they didn't even recognize it. In this text, in, in the spirit of Sankofa, the writer is reminding us that the journey that we are on is no more than the baton that's been passed from one generation to the next. But he's also challenging us to be sure that when we pass the baton, that the next generation, or to the next generation, that it is laced with the principles that the foundation was built on. Not necessarily the methodology, because methodology changed with the times. But the methodology can never replace the principles. So the foundation that is passed has to be laced with the principles. The principles of it uh, that would suggest that inclusivity is important. That faith isn't defined by the status of an individual, but it can be uh, exercised by all of us, that everyone brings something to the table and God will honor what each of us bring. That our success is not based on the brilliance of one or two people, but on the fact that God opened doors that no man can shut and that he still makes ways out of no way. I understand what Ben said when he said that there was a $636,000 request and there wasn't $36,000 but God makes a way out of no way. Those were the principles that this um, corner of Zion was built on. And when we hold steady Hold fast to the principles. God will do some things in us and for us and through us that will blow our minds time after time after time. In the text, there are several things that the writer lifts up for us to pay close attention to as we celebrate this milestone. The first thing that he reminds us in this passage is our history is important. Our history will always show us a time when we knew without a doubt that it was God that brought us through. When, when you look back, you cannot doubt that it was God that brought us through. I know I'm getting close to 6.30, so I'm going to try to speed it up. This cloud of witnesses is not only a statement of God's grace and guidance, but when we closely examine who these individuals were, most of us would not have chosen them. Hello. Most of us wouldn't, wouldn't have chose that bunch that's mentioned in chapter 11 of this chapter because you know there was some prostitutes 
in, in, in that bunch. That there were some murderers in, in, in that bunch. But when you catch a glimpse or you catch a hold of who God is, he can change. And when he changes them, he uses them. So he wasn't just grabbing who we thought would have been the right fit. He chose who he would use to do his bidding. That's why we have to look at our history. And when we examine our history, we will see that God used a whole bunch of folk. As a matter of fact, when I say that I'm uh, just a guy from around the corner across the bridge, I wonder sometimes why he uses me. Because I didn't fit the bill. And the writer said that we are encircled by them. We are encircled by them. In other words, they are around us every day. But do we do what the new breed of preachers did and don't even consider what's in front of you? Second point, because you know as a Baptist preacher, we got to have some points. (laughs) Stay humble. We, and I can say we because I've been hanging around here. I've gotten a few free meals uh, from around here uh, for, 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 for quite a few, few uh, decades. So I, I can say we. We have to stay humble. Don't you know that humility is a choice? And to arrive there, we must choose to die to self. Since I've known Ben for a long time and I was looking at that a display you had out there and I'm going, who that young guy is? <laughs> I, I, I looked at him and I said, he looked like he might have a little player in him. <laughs> when, when he looked back in, in, in those days. Uh, but, but do you know what? I also know that Ben sacrificed, he gave, he died to him so that this could be what God has called it to be. And he tells us that we have to lay aside. Don't you understand that you can't make me do what I don't want to do. But when we do what God requests us to do, to, to be humble, we have to lay aside some stuff. He says our forerunners gave us something for Richmond Hill to stand on. Because he gave us an example of people who sacrificed, that gave of themselves, that died of themselves for the better good for all. They saw the call of God as being greater than their self or personal gain. You see, when you're on this journey and in this business, and, and I hate to call ministry business, but sometimes we act like it is. When, when you're in this business, if you don't die, you'll start thinking you're somebody that you're not. Because the race was not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to those 
that endured. To those that honor the call to run the race that's been set before them. And then lastly, we have to follow the leader. I I like you, Ben, but you ain't really the leader. Do do you understand that? You, you, You have to follow the leader. Knowing what I know about Richmond Hill, it exists in the form that it is operating from based on the following of the leader. Jesus said, let's do something. The rest of us said, okay, we're going to do it. Now, I'm going to put you in charge, but you ain't the leader. Because in order for us to really look back, to move forward, we have to understand who the real leader was. Following a Jesus who saw trust, who thought he could trust us with this is important. So when we celebrate 35 years, we can talk about the good times. But do you know when you didn't have a quarter to put in a telephone and God gave you not only a call, but he gave you an entire telephone and a party line. That's the kind of leader that I want to follow. So people would think that the, some people would think that the sisters of the visitation abandoned the city when they moved to Gooseland. But the truth is, they were just passing the baton. They were not abandoning the city. They were expanding the ministry of Jesus Christ. The rhythm of the ministry didn't change. They were now operating in two places. Don't you know that they need prayer out there in Gooseland? Just like they need prayer in in Metro Richmond. So we think sometimes that they abandoned. No, they just expanded the ministry. They kept the principles. But the methodology that they were using for Richmond wasn't working anymore in Richmond. They just had to move it someplace else and God chose Ben and others to carry the torch that they started. So when we look back or so when we look into the future of Richmond Hill, let us keep our eyes on the prize. Continue to follow the leader. Since the scripture says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, The songwriter says, um, when I look back over my life and I just think things over, I can truly say uh, that I've been blessed. Uh, I've got a testimony. Richmond Hill, you have 
a testimony. You've got a testimony. You have a cloud uh, of witnesses uh, that you can look at. Uh, the cloud of witnesses not only include Ben Cameron, but they include Don Coles, uh, Dr. McCrary, Dr. Taylor, Bishop Lee, uh, Bishop Sullivan, Brother Burke, uh, Mary Tyler Cheek, uh, Mayor Kenny, Henry March, uh, Paige Harmon, Alex Harris, Brother Walt, Reverend Fountain, Sister Walmack, they all became a cloud. They ran. That's the foundation that you're built on. Hold fast to the foundation. Keep your eye on the prize. Stay humble and follow the leader. God bless you.